After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4:55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also check out Five Reasons YouTube before every game of this series, one hour before. Join us for Before Floor, Brady, Greg, and I are there with Jonathan and Ricky. Also, post up 5R as soon as the game ends, hosted by Royal Shepard and his crew. And 5 Sports.com. make sure you're spelling that one out. For the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk and others, he's got his preview of this series up there already. Also, check out the great sponsors of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. That includes our friends over at prizepicks.com. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. You can play the NBA, NHL, MLB, and all the other sports. You can match players from different sports. Go two, three, four, five players. However many you want to go, power play, flex play, just don't pick Steph Curry to go over 25 and a half points in game one against the Grizzlies because that blew me up today. But anyway, check out prizepicks.com. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Get your initial deposit match. Of course, check our picks before every game. And now... Tonight's episode. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. I've got Greg Sylvaner. You can follow him at Greg Sylvaner. And I've got from Sixers Wire up there in Pennsylvania. Gotten a chance to meet him a couple times when he's been down here covering the Sixers. Kai Carlin. You can follow him at Kai underscore Carlin. On Twitter, we are not going to harass him. I, You know, we didn't have Alex on this pod tonight because I can only have one Philly hater on the pod. You know, you guys know I'm impartial, but uh, Greg and Alex, they can't hide it uh, with the Sixers. There is this natural rivalry. So before we get to this series and all the permutations, Embiid, Lowry, the news on when guys are coming back, how the teams attack each other. Let me just ask you this. Do Philadelphia fans hate the Heat? Kai, as much as Heat fans hate the Sixers? I don't know. I think that's a tough question. I think I think Sixers fans hate the Raptors. Uh, I, I think the Raptors <laughs> and the Celtics are probably the two teams where they just they can't stand. Uh, and then as far as the Heat go, they just hate Jimmy Butler. But that's kind of like the only guy. And it's only because of, you know, he played for the team. So, yeah, they're not fans of the Raptors right now, especially after, uh, after what happened in game six up in Toronto. But why hasn't they- been? Jimmy, There's not enough understand. playoff equity, Ethan. Like eventually, yeah. with enough series, enough matchups, enough scuffles in game fives of sorts, then maybe we'll have a rivalry on our hands. But but I don't understand. Here's the part about the Jimmy thing. I I, I don't get why they hate Jimmy. J- Jimmy was uh, was traded there. He was the best player in the playoffs during that postseason for Philadelphia. That team maybe goes to the finals if Kawhi doesn't get a bounce. 
could have right. won a championship with the way that things played out with Golden State and Durant in the finals. Um, he wanted to come back. Depending on who you talk to, he was either offered the, the max deal or he wasn't offered the max deal. But my understanding is Elton kind of wanted him back, but Brett and, and Josh Harris didn't. And so then he moved on to Miami. I mean, I, I, I don't, I guess I don't understand that one. Like what, what I can understand why, why Timberwolf fans. Okay. That, that one I get, I mean, and they're hopeless anyway, but like, I understand Timberwolf fans guy, but I don't understand what, what are Sixers fans mad at Jimmy about? So I think, I think there was another report that came out like, and, and what you said was true, but there was another one that came out. I think from ESPN that like, uh, I think the Sixers played the heat um, in Dwayne Wade's final home game there. And then obviously Jimmy played with Wade that one season in Chicago. So like, you know, they're, they're close and everything. And then Jimmy said something along the lines of, Oh, the, they treated Dwayne so good. You know, um, like that's why I want to go to Miami and, and the culture and everything like that. Um, I will say Sixers fans mock the heat culture on an everyday basis. They, they think it's the most weirdest thing uh, in the world. Um, me, myself, I, Kai, you're setting Greg off here. This is no, he no, the I culture actually, coordinator. No, I actually talked to Josh Richardson one-on-one -on -one when Josh was here, uh, obviously in the sign-in trade with, with Jimmy. And I actually asked Josh, I was like, hey, talk to me about the culture down in Miami. Like, like how, how does that all come about? And Josh was telling me something along the lines of they have to take like two or three conditioning tests before they even show up to training camp. Um, and, if, and if they don't pass those conditioning tests, they can't even show up to training camp. Um, it's because Pat Riley and um, Eric Spolster have done such a great job of like, you know, getting these guys like, hey, listen, nobody's going to outwork us. We are going to come out each and every game. We may not be the most talented bunch every year, but we are going to work our ass off every single year. And I kind of found that interesting. Like, um, and, and you can just tell, like, so, you know, I, I always come to Miami because it's always my, like, who doesn't want to come to Florida whenever, you know, the team you right. cover comes down here. And like, talk, and just like, you know, when you talk to Spolstra, it's just like, it's a, uh, you can just tell there's a no nonsense type of, um atmosphere there so i mean i'm cool with the culture i, I think it's really it's, a, it's like a really thing that they have uh really set up down here well but the other part of it that's gotten interesting ethan as we try to put a bow on why this has became from a fan perspective where you have fans that have animosity towards each other and it's like why the hell would that happen because it's not traditional i think that there is a team building philosophy um discrepancy between what went on in Philadelphia with tanking and losing on purpose and valuing draft picks and not really treating players like human beings and treating them just like assets to be arranged and, and Riley being the anti tank guy, the anti build through Always. the draft guy. So I think that that ultimately also probably drives some of the, um, you know, the, the shots taken both ways. Probably. Yeah, and there was a playoff series that was contentious. Um, Philly yeah, had the better teams. Yeah. I will say this, though, Ethan. I think that 2018, I will say Spolstra, I thought, made so many great adjustments against Brett Brown in that series. Mm -hmm. Just the Sixers won because they were the better team. They had yeah. more talent. They were just way better. Yeah. And, and, and I will... I will say, I think I'm going just even thinking back to that series. I didn't travel to Miami for uh, games three or four that year. Obviously, I'm in Miami this time uh, for game one tomorrow. But I'm looking. I was. I remember like Hassan Whiteside just absolutely just being an absolute like bust while he was getting killed by Ersan Ilyasova in games one and two before MB oh, even came the back. Pain. Why bring that up? The pain. 
PTSD, Whiteside oh. PTSD. Well, Whiteside almost forced Spolster out of oh. coaching completely. So, uh, no, we, go, we, go, we, go, Ethan, go to break, please. Yeah, we we remember that. Well, now the next sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You know what? We'll do that actually. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. I want to tell you about our friends over at Water Cleanup. We are going to get to the analysis this series. I promise. We're going to do it right here. But I, I know I don't want to. I don't want to put Greg through too much Whiteside conversation because if, if there's one thing that he likes less than the Sixers. It's Hassan Whiteside. But we do want to tell you about water cleanup of Florida. If you're a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim, water mold, and fire damage, you got to find a reputable, fully licensed, insured, and certified contractor. Water cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. Reach out to Michael Robert and their team, more than 60 years of combined experience, third-generation contractors in South Florida. And their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. You can find them at water cleanup florida.com or water cleanup of florida on instagram and other places like that on social but you can reach michael on his personal cell 954-579-0356 that's 954-579-0356 so again they can handle all of your problems in your house if you have a hassan Whiteside problem though you got to find the portland trailblazers to take that off of your hand so check out watercleanupflorida.com one-stop shopping the busy homeowners and business owners require no need to bring in other contractors. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. All right. So let's get to it. No more white side talk. I promise here. Uh, the stories of this series, uh, it starts off always with every series with availability. So I'll just update on what happened at heat practice today. No Kyle Lowry. Um, he's now angry at me because I accidentally posted a photo of him shooting us the bird today. Didn't mean to do that. That was just random. I took one photo. I wasn't thinking and I posted it. So if you listen to this, Kyle, I apologize. Uh, I guess I shouldn't have mentioned it again. Uh, Kyle's going to miss game one. Uh, and we believe he's going to miss game two. Also, Greg, you reported that a little while ago. I don't anticipate he's going to play until they lose. Honestly, I, I think they just stretch this thing out and try to uh, prep his hamstring. They have about 12 guys listed as questionable right now. Um, but Eric Spolster then said everybody's ready to play. So they're just kind of listing guys as questionable to list them as questionable. Jimmy's playing. Caleb's playing. I talked to Max. He's playing. Tyler's listed as questionable. He's playing. Um, they're all playing. Okay. On the Philadelphia side. Now, uh, Kai, what can you, how, how can you help us here? Because our reporting was that Embiid was likely going to miss the entire series. Um, when I've talked to others up there, uh, some national guys who cover that team regularly, some of which you probably know, oh, I'm friendly with, they told me that Embiid's going to do everything in his power to play, but that doesn't mean he will play. And they don't anticipate that he will play. And then Woj had a report that he's out for one and two, but it sounded kind of hopeful for game three. So where do you stand on this? So when the news dropped, um, immediately, I kind of thought back to 2018 because obviously he missed the first two games with the heat that year too, because of an orbital fracture, same injury. So, and he was out for three weeks um, before he came back for game three of that series. So the difference with Joel now compared to what it was in 18, Joel needed surgery in 18 to fix the issue. This time he doesn't need the surgery. So at this point, they're just waiting for him to clear the concussion protocols, which means he could be back before game three, like that's the big, you know, hope. And then he'll just wear a mask again um, to protect the, you know, the bone around his eye. So you just kind of rock with it like that. Joel is just, he's, he's worked so hard on his body to ensure that he does, he is healthy. So he, and he's, he's kind of at a point where like, 
he's not going to let some random freak injury derail his playoff run. Um, granted, I didn't think it would have mattered anyway. I picked the Heat in this series before the injury, um, and then I'm picking them after. Um, I think before the injury, I would have probably was at Heat in seven, just because you know, obviously, you got two huge talents like Joel Embiid and James Harden. Um, with Joel's injury, I say the Heat in five. Um, but you know, that that's just kind of how. I, I just saw going into this, but yeah. And in terms of Joel, like, you know, he's going to do everything in his power to try to return to this series. You know, he's worked too hard not to. Yeah. I mean, all I heard was that there was likely, um, you know, it was really unlikely he was going to get back on the court throughout this series, which, you know, truthfully, Jimmy Butler said it best. It sucks. Like I, I wanted to see these two teams fully healthy. Um, I did get the chance to read your preview. Um, the, the primer for the entire series. I would, uh, Really encourage all of our listeners. It's at uh, sixerswire.usatoday.com uh, where you can find Kai's work uh, about the series. And you talk about defending Jimmy Butler um, and the changes that they have to make. How the hell do you think the Heat are going to defend James Harden? Because there's, there's this overwhelming thing happening with the fan base where they're saying that the heat are going to approach it the way they did with Trey young and throw the kitchen sink at the one guy. And that's how that they're, they're going to go at him. And I kind of feel like with maxi being as good as he's play, I mean, he's the prototypical player that the heat have struggled with all damn season. So to throw this kitchen sink at hard, and I think is a little short-sighted, who do you think is going to be the emphasis for the heat? Um, and do you think that they would be better off focusing in on Maxi versus Harden in this scenario? I see that that's the ultimate question, right? Because I mean, Maxi has had um, big games against Philadelphia this season. Um, so, uh, you, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody remembers Maxi's last game against them with no Joel and Harden. And, you know, Maxi went off in the fourth quarter. So I, I think like, like if I was Eric Spolstrom, I'm heading into this series. I would kind of, I wouldn't throw the kitchen sink at Harden um, because he's such an elite playmaker to where like he's going to, and he's, he's, he's got a high basketball IQ too. So if you throw the kitchen sink at him, Harden is going to pick you apart because he's going to find Tobias Harris in the corner who has become an elite catch and shoot three point shooter since um, Harden got here. I think, I think he shot somewhere around 43% from deep against Toronto in round one. And a majority of those three-point shots are off the catch-and-shoot variety. So if you throw the kitchen sink at James, he's going to either kick it out to Tobias in the corner. Danny Green um, is still another guy. I know he's, like, old as dirt, but Danny Green can still go out there and knock down a corner three-point shot. And then on top of that, they kind of run this pick-and-roll with uh, Harden and Tyrese Maxey, and they just kind of, you know, they use their versatility that way. And then also – DeAndre Jordan, as he's not very good defensively anymore. He's not who he used to be on that end, but he can catch a lob too. So um, I, I, I just, if I'm the heel, I'll kind of try to play him straight up and maybe not offer all of the help just because Harden is so good at, at playmaking for other players. Now you mentioned DeAndre Jordan, and I want to get back to Harden in a second. But uh, I mean, Rivers threw out there, Doc threw out there that he could use four different bigs. Um, all of whom are limited in some way, right? Like, I mean, I, I know that the talk up in Philadelphia has been, why is Jordan even playing ahead of Paul Reed at this stage? That seems to have been the big controversy up there. Uh, yep. What do you think the chances are that Doc just scraps that entirely and just says, we're going to go small? 
Like, and, and can, can they even go small? Because I don't really see a small ball five on their rock. I mean, I guess Millsap maybe, but it doesn't seem like Paul has very much left. Like, what, how, how, would, how would you handle that? Or do you think there's a chance he does that? Just says, screw the bigs. We're just going to, we're going to go small. Well, if the Sixers go small, they wouldn't go to Millsap. They'd probably put Tobias or Doors Niang um, at the five mm-hmm. and um, go from there. Like, I know Doc actually mentioned it at practice on uh, Saturday that, you know, he, was, he actually mentioned a couple of Heat lineups. He was talking about how the Heat sometimes go with P.J. Tucker at the five. Um, and then he said that there was another lineup that the Sixers were looking at that uh, he didn't he didn't mention a player, but he said like there was another small lineup that, like, that they like to go to. Doc said he's not really sure about going small, um, especially because George Niang is actually dealing with a knee injury. Uh, and George was already slow to begin with. And like now, if you put George at the five against this team, um, it's just, I, I, I don't think that's going to be uh, a very good matchup or a very good idea for Philadelphia. Uh, and then you kind of go, you kind of go into it. Um, and if Tobias is at the five, give Tobias a ton of credit. Uh, he was great defensively against Pascal Siakam um, in the Toronto series. And he was also very great switching off pick and rolls and defending uh, Scotty Barnes and Gary Trent Jr. I thought he did a really, really good job against them. But the Heat are just they're 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 tough. They're physical. They are uh, they kind of grind you into submission a little bit. Um, that's just kind of what Eric Spolster does, and that's what that team does. And um, like again, like if I'm the Sixers and, and I'm, I'm going into the series without Joel, uh, you kind of have to hope that Harden kind of reverts back to Houston Harden and just goes out and drops. 40 to 50 points like he used to. And I'm just not sure if he can do it anymore. Why do you think he can't? Let's let's dive into that a little bit. Why do you think he can't do it? Because I, people in the network know I'm not the biggest James Harden fan. I mean, this goes back <laughs> you to... Think? Yeah, I mean, he, he fans wanting to trade for him last year. I just, I, I've said repeatedly, you will never win a championship with James Harden as one of your two best players. Uh, and I, I'm holding to that entirely. Um, I think... I, I think takes... He, no, I've said I've say. said that on this podcast a million times. Oh, I know, I know, but, uh, but I'm, I'm guest, just, I, he's I, never I, heard I, such a hot take. He's just not that guy. I mean, I, I'm I'm sorry, and 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 I I just don't think he can be trusted. I don't think he'd be trusted to to be available when it matters, and I don't think he trusted to raise his game when it matters in the playoffs. I think we've seen that uh, consistently. But from your perspective, as someone without my jaded view of it. Uh, what, what have you seen from him this year? Because I mean, to be honest, he just looks like he can't get by anybody like that. That's the, that's the number one thing. It's all step backs and flails for fouls, basically. Yeah. That's kind of been the, um, the one thing where it's kind of like, like what's going on with you? Like, um, he had a, he, like he, I was surprised the other night, uh, when I was up in Toronto for game six and he drove down the lane and had a slam dunk in, in the first quarter in the half court offense, you know, I haven't really seen that from him since the Sixers acquired him. So that kind of gives me, that kind of gives me the indication that like maybe he's, he doesn't have to do that anymore because he just happens to be playing with, you know, an MVP candidate um, and somebody who, I mean, I think Joel should win MVP. I know it's going to go to Jokic, but Joel would probably be my pick. And maybe it's because I cover the guy and like this, I was around everything, but Joel would would be my pick if I had a vote. Me too. Um, Yeah. And I'm a Heat fan. So that means something. Yeah, just with just with the Ben Simmons stuff that happened earlier in the year and the fact that Joel kind of threw this team on his back and they were the number three seed going into the break before Harden even got there. Uh, first big to lead the scoring since Shaq and 22 years ago. I mean, first big to average 30 since Moses Malone 30 years ago or 40 years ago, however long it was. I mean, it's just it was impressive. 
Um, but anyway, uh, back to Harden, I'm sorry. But yeah, like like Harden, maybe maybe he realizes that he didn't have to do all of that because he's playing with Joel Embiid. Now that Joel's out, maybe Harden will show off more of the offensive game. Um, I did see that his trainer on Instagram uh, took like a question thing, like he did that thing on his Instagram story where people ask questions and stuff. And somebody asked him, "What's going? Are you still working with Harden?" Uh, and he kind of responded saying that Harden really wasn't able to get any work this summer because of the hamstring injury um, that he suffered with the Brooklyn Nets in the playoffs last year. So maybe that, maybe the hamstring issue really is still bothering him, combined with the fact that he is 32. Uh, I believe that's his age. So I'm, um, you know, like we're talking about a guy who's kind of on the wrong wrong side of 30. He's got a ton of miles on his body. Like maybe he's just kind of beginning on that little decline. Excuses. But it's fair though. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I think that when you look at his situation and you look at the way he's played last this year, um, you know, he, he looks like a guy on the decline. I mean, it's, it's not just Jimmy? That he, 32, but Jim, Jimmy, let, but let, let's be honest about Jimmy though. Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy was available less than Harden this year, but he played better when Harden, when he played, let, let me ask you this question, Kai, on this subject as a partner for Joel Embiid, because they had Jimmy Butler. Right. Like whatever yeah. the circumstances was of Jimmy's departure, they had Jimmy Butler as a partner, Joel Embiid. And the relationship between Embiid and Butler was not the problem. The problem was yeah. relationships with others, particularly both of their relationships with Ben. Right. So yeah. like like who, who, in your view, like would be a better partner to Joel, a healthy Joel Embiid, James Harden or Jimmy Butler? That's a tough question. Um, I do want to say covering Jimmy for that half a season was a lot of fun. Like there was one time that dude came in the locker room with a cowboy hat on and cowboy boots. He was playing country music off his iPad. It was actually, <laughs> it was actually hilarious. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Yes, um... There was one time he did a, me a media availability in practice and he had country music playing from his phone. So you could barely hear him when you were listening back to the audio, trying to write an article. And I was like, oh, man, uh, J Jimmy was a lot of fun. Um, but if you're going to ask me, who is his who's the perfect partner for Joel, Jimmy Butler or James Harden? Careful. If you're giving me a if you're guaranteeing me a fully healthy James Harden, I would probably take James. Um, and again, like just because I, I think highly of James. I'm not saying, Ethan, that like James is like the end all be all, um, the, the guy you can win a championship with him. But at the end of the day, the guy is going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, he's a top 75 player. Uh, he, he's, he's an elite playmaker. He rebounds. He's 
Um, Where do you think he ranks all time with shooting guards? Well, the top three are in, are Jordan, Kobe, Dwayne Wade. Like, like those, those are my top three. You're, you're good at this game, man. Greg All the questions you've, you to see if you can stay in the you, podcast been, at this point. You've He's been not. very like you've evaded <laughs> all of the things where you could have this could have gone south. You've done great. Like, I really hats I'm, off. I will, I will say this, Greg. Um, so <laughs> the reason why I even got in, I wanted to be a sports writer was because of Dwayne Wade. Um, Love in it. the the 2006 finals, my dad actually lives in Delray Beach, and um we I was actually you know it was in the summer we were at his house we were watching the finals and um yeah like I, I remember what just watching Wade do his thing and I remember watching that and I was like damn it would be kind of be really cool to be there and ask him questions after the game and write articles and you know podcasting and stuff after that whatever you know it was that's um, awesome so so yeah well Ethan I will say was there Wade, doing uh, that stuff back then yeah. I was 80 years old at the time, actually. And I, <laughs> I, 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 was, I was doing all of that stuff. But yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I feel, you see, here's my, my take on Harden. I, there's no question Harden is, where do you want to put him? He's a top 10 shooting guard of all time. Okay, I, I, right. think, I, I think he's in the mix. But I, I think there, there are, as we say, levels to this. And the, the difference between Dwayne and James is that in the big moments, Dwayne raised his game. He did. Uh, and James has consistently over the course of his career, you look at his numbers, the three point shooting in the playoffs always drops, but the attempts don't. Okay. Uh, and then just the moments that he's had to come up big, there've been a couple. And obviously Chris Paul doesn't get hurt with Houston. That thing looks a little bit different. Maybe they beat golden state, all the rest of that. We have a different dialogue about this, but I, it just, he has not stepped up. And I just, I guess my thing is I just don't, with somebody with his gifts and the skill level that he's created, which he deserves credit for that. He's, he's, he's got enormous skill level, but he hasn't maximized because he doesn't take care of his body. And it just, it, it, you know, it's, this was frustrating watching Shaq over the course of his career, but Shaq could still dominate, but watching James not maximize when you see other guys in the league who do maximize, you watch the way that again, Dwayne maximized can be frustrating at times. And that's why I don't put him ahead of guys like Clyde Drexler or some others, at the two guard position. I think he's in the top 10, but yeah. I don't have him. I don't have him right up there. All right. I, I do want to get uh, to a couple more uh, features of this series, including doc, who I think is, is really fascinating. Cause I want to get your take on whether or not you think he put them in this position uh, yeah. with, 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 with what happened the other night before we do one more sponsor to tell you about our friends over at therapistpreferred.com for premium CBD recovery and sleep. Those are two things James Harden's going to need in this series, particularly if he's hanging out at the hard rock till 6am again, or other parts unknown therapistpreferred.com use the code five RSN. That's the number five RSN. You get 25% off the tincture, the, the sports cream, the gummies and all the great stuff there. Then the gummies, they taste good. And look, you're not going to fail a drug test or anything like that. Go to therapistpreferred.com. Use that. Well, you can't fail a drug test in the NBA anymore anyway, but in real life, you can't either. Therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN for 25% off. All right, Doc Rivers. Here's another place I am with, with this team. I like Doc personally. I've always liked covering Doc. I appreciate his honesty. I thought he was a great broadcaster. Like, I, 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 I like Doc, okay? But... but but at the same time, he just talks his way into trouble all the time, whether it was the Ben thing last year or now this latest thing. Like, I mean, 
the thing about keeping Embiid in the game because you're afraid of them coming back with four minutes left just tells people, I mean, forget the whole three, one thing that he got into earlier in the week, which was ridiculous, but you're basically just telling people I didn't trust my team to protect a 29 point lead with four minutes left. So I had to leave my MVP candidate in, in a series that was over when the MVP candidate was already injured. Like, like forget, forget the fact that, you know, what ended up happening with Siakam and who was at fault. He was already hurt. Like we already heard about the thumb and that he was going to need surgery after the season. Is this, is this defense? I mean, is he getting heat so to speak up in Philadelphia right now for this? Oh, of course he is. Of course he is. I mean, all, all, all of the, uh, I mean, I mean, listen, I don't know if either of you have um, ventured into Philadelphia, but it's uh, the, the, the sports radio hosts in Philadelphia are very ruthless people. Um, they're, they are just, they're, they're, they're tough. They're tough. And like, you know, uh, I mean, the, the sports, there was a sports show radio host, I forget his name, but, but he wanted Joel and B traded after, uh, I think midway through the second year that he missed because of the foot injuries. Like remember he missed the first two full years of his career because of the injuries and the, the sports show host wanted him to trade it. Like he was, was it Eskin? It's always Eskin, isn't it? Always uh, Eskin? I don't, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't think it was Eskin. I don't <laughs> think it was, but I, um, I, I do forget uh, the name of the guy, but yeah, he like, he went on rants every day. Sixers should trade Joel Embiid. He'll never become anything. He's a bum. He's a bust, you know, just see this every every day which at the time sure you could have made the case but now you know i'm pretty sure that guy's happy that Sixers didn't trade joel b um i will say this about doc i think he deserves a ton of credit this year uh more credit than i think people are giving him because the ben thing the ben thing was toxic um it was just it was just every day no matter what that team did uh, i think they they had a hell of a win in denver on a, on the road trip i wasn't in denver for this game but um just like they had a hell of a win in Denver. The Nuggets had Jokic. I think Michael Porter Jr. played that game. Uh, Joel was out with COVID. Um, obviously, they didn't have Ben. And Sixers go in there and beat the Nuggets. I think the first question afterward was, Coach, do you know when Ben's coming back? Uh, you, you, you know, it's just, it's just like it was the same thing over and over again. So no matter what that team did, it was Ben this, Ben that. Have you talked to Ben? Are you going to try to trade Ben? Is Ben in the facility? And I mean, at the and at the end of the day, you know, it's our job to kind of figure out like what's going on with Ben. So like we had to ask the question, but it was just it was just it was such a toxic situation. And Doc did a hell of a job keeping the team together and making sure like, hey, listen, forget the outside noise. We're gonna go in there. We're gonna play basketball. And Joel, this is why again why I think he should be MVP. He did the same thing. Um, but there are also things that Doc does. We just kind of scratch our head, right? Um, I mean. Like you said, Ethan, I mean, the other night in Toronto, there was no reason for Joel to be out there with the teams up 27 with four minutes left. And then Joel has the dunk. He pulled out the airplane celebration, um, pissed off the entire country of Canada. And uh, and then, you know, Siakam hits him with the elbow. And now all of a uh, sudden he's out for two games against the number one seed in the East where, you know, if you're going to have a chance in this series, you're going to need Joel. Um Oh, this is a key question. I have to sneak this in and then we can go whichever direction Ethan would like. Um, Next year, uh, when Dan Tony's in that same situation, do you think that he'll make the decision to have him beat on the court or not? Because, you know, he'll be he's going to be the head coach in Philly next year. Right. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with that situation. But uh, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. All right. That's fair. Uh, no doubt. All right. So let, let's, let's pivot off of that. Cause I don't know how to follow that exactly. Uh, but look, 
there has to be a path, right? Like, I mean, so, so let's, let's try to figure out what the path is because I've never seen this before. We know that ESPN uh, just found out last week that the heat exists uh, and that they were yeah, found in you complain on Twitter. Either. Yeah. I've and and found it in eight, in 88. I was, I was educating our friend Nick Friedel there today uh, and others um, about what, what's going on with the heat because everybody's ignored the team the entire season. Bond temps can't stand it. Cause I send him messages about Tyler hero and all the rest of this stuff. Uh, but, but the reality is they all picked the heat, this series, like 20 of them. Including, including our friend George Sedano, who always says he'd rather be the Sixers. 20 for 20. In fact, they all picked the Suns over the Mavs, too, which makes me nervous for the Suns. But, the, but there, has, there has to be a path, okay? There I mean, is. And so, is, uh, Greg put this up in the chat. Is Maxi the path? Because, I, again, I don't feel it's Harden. And I, I, don't, I don't trust Tobias Harris to play big he's a fine player. He's not a max player. I don't trust him yeah. to play big four or five times in the series. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Jamal Mashburn and like the worst of Jamal's qualities, not the best of Jamal's qualities that just in the right. playoffs, I just, I'm not counting on him. Wow. That's no, I'm just slanderous. saying I, I like Jamal, but I'm just uh, Jamal's a better player than Tobias. But like, I'm just saying like, there is a certain element of he's not going to raise his game. I thought he played well against Toronto. But he's not going to raise his game. Uh, right. Mil- Millsap is cooked. Um, they, they don't have Seth Curry anymore who I who could have helped him in this series, you know, Tybal, I mean, he can only defend one at a time and he's a liability on offense. Yeah. So, so, so it just, it just looks to me like it's maxi, right? Like, isn't that who the heat need to load up against? It just, it's tough, man, because thinking of a path and like, I can't even like go to the bench because when you look at Miami's depth, um, you know, they're probably going to start tomorrow. What Vincent Struess, Butler, Tucker, Adebayo, that's probably yeah. going to be starting lineup. Yes. So, yes. but then, but then you look down the bench and in comes Tyler hero, who's going to be a freaking shoe in for six man of the year. Um, you got Victor Oladipo all of a sudden, like breaking out of, you know, his corpse and coming back and actually producing. Um, you got just, just so many different, options that the heat can throw at you uh, off the bench Duncan Robinson even and I know Robinson's kind of had a up and down year in terms of his shooting but I mean if that guy gets hot as he did in game one against the Hawks then dude watch out because you can't leave Duncan Robinson open even even when he's having an off game you can't leave Robinson open um and then even Dwayne Dedman and hell even Omer Yurtsevin like comes in and gives that team good minutes so the heat just have so much depth when you look at Philadelphia's bench, you just mentioned Thibault. Obviously, he wasn't able to play in Toronto. He wasn't able to enter Canada because he's not fully vaccinated. So that kind of threw him off a little bit. You could tell his confidence was rattled in game five of that series with Toronto. Um, because he was terrible in that game five. Um, you could just tell just he couldn't have it. Uh, but then you don't know what you're going to get out of Shake Milton. Um, you don't know what you're going to get out of the bigs, you know, whichever one Doc chooses. As you said, Ethan Millsap's kind of, I don't want to say cooked, but, I mean, he's definitely kind of nearing that. You know, he's been in the league 16 years. Mm-hmm. Um, DeAndre Jordan is helpful on offense in terms of lobs, but defensively he's not who he used to be. Uh, Paul Reed, there are a lot of times where he gives a ton of energy. Give that kid credit. He, he comes in and he plays with a ton of energy, but um, – just there are so many times where he has no idea where he's supposed to be on the offensive end or defensive end. And Charles Bassey's a rookie who is coming off a right shoulder sprain. 
So, and then there's also George Niang. Niang is probably their best bench player. He's a good three point shooter, but defensively he is a, um, he's a walking turnstile. And then there's Furkan Korkmaz who has been out of the rotation, but he can't play defense either. And if he isn't making threes, there's no reason for Furkan Korkmaz to be out there. They have no bigs. It's crazy. When you really yeah. like take Embiid away, it, it really gets ugly. So that might yeah, not have been a guy you wanted to play with a 29 point lead with four minutes left. Yeah. Right, right, right. Still. That was decided. <laughs> but I will, I will say this. I will say this. <laughs> if there is a path for the Sixers to win this series again, for, and I know Maxi, but I'm, I'm putting the pressure on James Harden. I'm putting it all on him. Um, the Sixers made this trade uh, with a championship in mind, right? You know, like that this was, and uh, they still ended up winning 51 games to give them credit. Um, again, despite everything that happened for them this year. But at the end of the day, this team has been preaching championship for the past five years or so. And, you know, you, you bring in James Harden. Um, you gave up, you know, Ben Simmons and Andre Drummond. I imagine the Sixers still had Drummond right now. I know Drummond's nothing, you know, huge, but he was great as a backup for this team. He was a great backup behind Embiid. Um, so now, I mean, it's just, it's tough. But for me, it's, it's Harden. Uh, Joel's out. Okay, James, go out there, carry the team. This is what we traded you for. Traded for you. Like if I was Daryl Morey, that's what I would be looking at him. So Harden is the path for me. You, you got to hope and, he turns back the clock. And let's look forward before we give the picks here. If he doesn't, if he doesn't, like let's, I mean, and you you go out. I think we've all picked the Heat in five. Okay, so like if if he doesn't, and they go out in five, do you extend James Harden? <laughs> are, are, are you going to pay James Harden with the way that he treats his body at 32 mm-hmm. plus years old? That kind of, I mean, because if you don't, the trade is a bust. I mean, I don't care that Simmons hasn't produced anything, but Maury basically had a chip to play and he played it to get James Harden, his guy. He has to extend him, doesn't he? But it, I mean, it's, but it's not like with Jimmy Butler, where like, at least, you know, you're getting production when he plays into the future. Like Jimmy takes care of his body, even though, you know, he's had some injuries this year, James doesn't. Okay. So I I mean, they made a choice not to pay Jimmy Butler all of those years into the future. Right. Do they pay James Harden all of those years into the future? I will say, I don't think the trade is a bust regardless because I mean, the Ben thing in Brooklyn, is just insane. So I think the Sixers won this trade flat out because they're getting, they got something out of the player they got. Okay, what if you could have traded Ben for CJ McCollum? I mean, we saw what CJ McCollum know, did with I, New Orleans. See, I don't know if I would have traded for CJ McCollum. Okay. I, I, just, I don't know. Like, like, because if you could okay, have gotten Tyree Salaburton. That, that is the deal they should have done. <laughs> now, yeah. That is the deal I would have done even. Not for CJ McCollum. I deal with, I agree with Greg. I would have definitely done the Halliburton deal because I mean, hell, he did. He did a hell of a job for the Pacers to kind of close out the season. I mean, that, that kid, that kid's going to be really good. And um, he's locked into a rookie contract. I mean, yes. I, I, what the Kings are thinking is beyond me, but like, yeah. I mean, I mean, but listen, I mean, are we surprised Sacramento Kings? Um, <laughs> there's a reason why that team hasn't made the playoffs in 2006. I mean, come on. Right. Um, but I, I think, so I, but yeah, I wouldn't call the trade a bust. Um, just because Sixers won this trade flat out because Simmons refuses to play basketball. Um, and then Andre Drummond was useless in that playoff series against Boston. And then Seth Curry, I think, struggled a little bit um, on the defensive end. So e- either way, the Sixers are going to they, – they won the trade flat out. I will say this, though. Heading into this offseason, if Harden doesn't show out in this playoff series with, with the Heat, um, it would kind of be tough to really justify giving him, you know, the super max deal that, like, he's kind of looking for. 
uh, that that would it would be tough to justify it. Um, like unless Daryl Morey, who obviously has a ton of history with them during their times with the Houston Rockets, but unless Morey truly does believe that, give him a full off season, um, then you know kind of go from there, or or he either opts into his player option for next year, mm-hmm. and they just kind of try to play it out again. Um, but yeah, just is, it's definitely it would kind of be hard to justify it right now. So where are you right now, Kai? Uh, right now, I'm in Fort Pierce because my, my because uh, my, my mother lives here. I'm seeing my mother first, and then I'm taking the drive down to Miami uh, tomorrow morning for a six-hour shoot-around. All right, so I, I'm asking you, and I hope you have a good time with your family. I'm just asking you because in Fort Pierce, it's fairly safe you won't run into James tonight. I, I just, I've been to oh, Fort yeah, Pierce. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're probably not going to no. run into James. You probably won't <laughs> run into him in Delray either, although Atlantic Avenue can be a little, you know, who knows? Atlantic Avenue can be a bit there. much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but I, I can tell you someone in South Florida tonight, probably about 3.30 in the morning. He's in uh, Northwest Miami. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know where he's at. <laughs> we know where he's at. We know some, you know, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there, but we'll, if there's a hamstring situation tomorrow, we'll know the reason, but I, I, why was he hanging out at hard rock? Who comes to South Florida to hang? I mean, the guitar hotel is nice. I'd love them to sponsor us, but I mean, come on, there's other options down here in South Florida. All right, Kai, let, let's get, let's get to the picks. Um, before we do, we do want to tell about our sponsors again, pricepicks.com use code five F I V E therapist preferred.com use code five RSN for your premium, premium CBD. And of course, water cleanup, dot uh, com as well. Uh, make sure that you get your fire, your mold, your water damage cleaned up there. All right, let's clean this pot up with some picks here. Uh, Kai, you you went uh, heat and five, correct? I did. Um, even before Joel's injury, I said heat and seven. So with Joel's injury, even if he does come back in game three or four, whatever I think, so I think it's going to be a little too late. Um, and who knows if he's even going to be the same guy? So yeah, I'm, I'm going to say heat and five. Greg. Heat and five, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's heat and six. And p- people really should not panic if it is six because sometimes series just need to go six. Um, so that's where I'm at. But yeah, heat, heat and five is where I'm trending here. And I think it's going to be a huge, huge Tyler Hero series. Huge. I'll agree well, with I'll that. He, did, he really didn't play well against Atlanta. No, he didn't. I'll say this. I did talk to him today. That's on the YouTube channel. I spent about four or five minutes with Tyler, talked to him about that series, also about the way he's played against Philadelphia's relationship with Maxi. We believe he's going to get the sixth man of the year award either Monday or Tuesday this week. Uh, it's very possible they give out the coach of the year award to Monty maybe on Monday because the Suns also play, but it's going to get in the next couple of days. I'm with you though, Greg. I think it is a huge Tyler Hero series, and I think it has to be. I, I think we need to see a series from Tyler here. It's not a hardened situation, but Tyler wants that extension. We need to see him show out in the playoffs a little bit, particularly in a road uh, situation. But I do think we're going to see it uh, in this series. And I, I also think Jimmy's going to be really good in this series. I, Jimmy in Philadelphia. Uh, and and that, that's the only thing that, that is leading me to think they could sweep this thing. I don't think they will. I think it's five. Uh, I think they win the series at five. I think that they'll take care of business in the first two games and it will, it will not be smart for MB to come back. And, and to me, that's the key to the first two games in the series. Don't give Philadelphia hope by getting this thing to a split. And then Embiid's able to talk his way back onto the court. Okay. Because right. it's, it's not really smart for him to play, but if the series is, is he wants to play, I give him credit for that. He's not, he's not a guy who's trying to sit. I don't care what the talk show hosts of Philadelphia say. It seems like he wants to be out there. And I know Kai, I think you realize that too. Kai, we appreciate you joining us. Um, have a good time up in uh, North South Florida. 
Uh, we'll see it. Uh, we'll see at the games here this week. And you answered the Wade Harden question, right? So you're welcome back anytime. Have a good oh, night, absolutely. everybody. Yeah, well, there's Thanks, only guys. one answer to that question. I'm sorry. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good day. Have a good night, everybody. Check us out on five reasons YouTube.